As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Breaking news from The Athletic. How's it going, everybody? This is Andy McCullough from The Athletic here with Evan Drellick. Also from The Athletic, Major League Baseball has announced that they are moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta this summer in response to new voting laws which were implemented in Georgia recently. Evan, what's kind of your thought process on, on why this went down and, and sort of how this move maybe differs from how Major League Baseball has handled situations like this in the past? I was floored, Andy, when I heard about it because this is a situation that will inevitably create blowback for MLB. It's not an easy decision to make. And oftentimes these large businesses and sports leagues will try to do the safest thing. And oftentimes that means doing nothing. Uh, So I didn't think they would do it. I didn't think they would actually take action here. MLB has certainly tried to posit itself as a force for good and a force for social justice in recent years. But it's never quite reached to the extent of making as strong a statement as this. So this is rather unprecedented. And I think part of what Rob Manfred has to be thinking is this is a legacy move. This is something that transcends the sport and reaches out into America more broadly. And I have to believe that he wants to be on the right side of history. That has to be his thinking here, that if he didn't take action, that it would probably make all the other moves that he's done or the league is going to continue to try to do ring rather hollow. It would be the easiest thing to point to as well. If you really cared, wouldn't you have made this move? And so now Manfred has put himself in a new position where he is walking the walk and walking the talk that to this point felt more like only talk. Yeah, Evan, I I think you raise a a good point about, you know, Manfred wanting to be on the right side of history um, and perhaps, you know, differentiate himself from some of his predecessors. The commissioner of baseball is not a – the people who have been commissioner of baseball are often not looked back upon fondly, and I don't think this maneuver uh, from Manfred, uh, you know, alone will make it so that people – remember him in that light. However, it does provide a marked contrast from, you know, for example, his predecessor, Bud Selig, who, um, you know, did not move the All-Star game out of Phoenix in 2011 when there was outcry about the implementation of the, uh, the immigration laws from SB 1070. I know Adrian Gonzalez debated not playing in the 2011 All-Star game before deciding to go. Um, but I, I will push back a little bit on the idea that, um, you know, like, like I think 
that you are right, that corporations do tend to choose the path of least resistance. But for me, like, this is a, this is both the right thing to do from a, from a sort of morality standpoint. I think a lot of people will agree that the voting laws in Georgia are unnecessarily restrictive and problematic moving forward. Um, but also, like, it's the kind of easy thing to do because now there will be an outcry, you know, especially from, you know, the, the Atlanta Braves are very upset. You know, people in Georgia who maybe wanted to go see the game are upset. Um, people who, you know, maybe stand on one side of the political aisle right now are upset. But this makes it so that every discussion about the All-Star game leading up to July isn't just asking players if they're going to go. It's not just asking, hey, Clayton Kershaw, are you going to play in the All-Star game? Hey, Mike Trout, are you going to play in the All-Star game? Hey, Mookie Betts, are you going to play in the All-Star game? Calling the Players Alliance every day, you know, calling the Players Association every day. It, it changes the conversation, and it also you know, allows them to use their power and use the clout that they have you know, for good. It's, it's a fair point there, that Manfred would have been damned if he did and damned if he didn't, that in such a partisan world that we're living in now, if he doesn't move the game, you're probably going to have just as many people on the left angry as you would on the right. And there is a danger in overstating the, the legacy impact in so much as he does have to keep the work going. If, if this is a signal of something that he and the league actually believe in, there will be other things and other steps that he can take that he has not taken, that the owners have not taken. And you can start to dig into political donations that the largely uh, white billionaire ownership group makes. And we're, we're, we're only on, on the cusp of the different ways that MLB could actually impact change. Bud Selig always said the league was a social institution. He looked at it that way. It was his favorite line. Loved using that line. But then if you look and say, well, what did the league actually do? And what did Bud Selig actually do? And what could he have done? It's really about what, what these people in positions of power could do. Um, I, I think the optimistic way to look at this is as perhaps a turning point uh, that maybe could lead to other things and suggest that MLB is thinking differently about these types of things. But the proof will be in the pudding over years of, of work and, and leadership, and we'll see if they actually follow through beyond this. Yeah, I, and I think I think a lot of and you know like I'm not privy to I'm not a you know I don't cover labor you know like some people on this podcast do, but um, you know I would suspect that uh, you know the sort of influence of the players alliance and players becoming more and more outspoken and being willing to use their platform in a way that they you know frankly weren't several years ago you know when uh, Colin Kaepernick was kind of at the the height of the like sports controversy zeitgeist. I think the, the sort of reckoning that happened last summer in the wake of all the, you know, the protests after the deaths of Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, I think that really helped athletes understand the power of their voice. And I would suspect the Players Alliance and the Players Association and the folks who felt this was not right using their platform and understanding also like wielding that platform as a potential cudgel, you know, like, hey, you can play the all-star game uh, you know, in Georgia, but it's not going to be a good look. Um, I think that probably played a, a big role in this. Without casting doubt or cynicism toward the move, it, it is a statement of fact that this year is a particularly important year for Major League Baseball, for the owners, and for Rob Manfred, and for Rob Manfred's, again, legacy. This, there's going to be a very contentious collective bargaining agreement coming up, and 
you and don't public say. relations will matter in that time. And and um, I, I, it's a great I'm point not too. saying that, yeah. that, that Rob made this decision so that he could look like the good guy come collective bargaining time when he might need to dip into a well of, uh, of, of public sentiment where, you know, where the way he comes off to the public will matter. Um, but it also doesn't hurt. I, I, I don't think it's unfair to note that it, it does not hurt for his image at a time when he is going to be front and center after a year uh, when he's already been quite front and center with all the arguments back and forth with the union over restarting the sport last year and uh, the controversy after the Astro scandal and the punishments and the lack thereof. This is somebody who's been on the stage and might want to change the way the fans are reacting to him. Right. To use a sports metaphor, he could probably use a W. I think that's, I think that's right, Andy. Yeah. All right. Where's your pick for where the game should be moved? Well, doesn't yeah. Los Angeles stand as the reasonable one because they were promised it? No. No, well, they have it next year. I mean, I think you what you need right now is you need – uh, Mike Farron and I from SiriusXM were just kind of texting about this before we, before we got on. But uh, he brought up, brought up a great point that you need a Venn diagram of a place that has um, the potential to have full capacity – in mid-July in terms of, you know, uh, like in the stadium and also um, voting laws that aren't really, really restrictive. And so that's a maybe smaller Venn diagram than you do. Think. Do you want uh, and uh, a full capacity? Because if you go to a, a city that has more restrictive regulations, in a way, your, your festivities will be smaller. So the lift of, of setting everything up last minute might be smaller. Like if you, if you let's say you go to Arlington, you have to then kind of staff and prepare as though you're going to host a very large amount of people it just might be logistically do you easier think major league to. baseball do you think major league baseball wants to host the all-star game with a half full stadium it's a good point andy it's a good point anyway my pick's colorado uh i think that that would be the place that makes why sense. because it, they're gonna have full capacity and um you know it, it it's not like putting it in like tennessee or georgia I think they usually want to reward certain ownership groups after certain things. And I, I don't know that the Rockies have done anything that would make you say, yeah, th these guys, th this is where we want our, our jewel event inside of this stadium to celebrate the Rockies tradition. So you're going to go with Arlington. I don't know. I don't, I, at this point, Andy, I, I just don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, but I'm going to spend the rest of the day trying to find out. Thanks for joining our breaking news coverage. Go to the Athletics' new headlines section for much more on this story. To get access to all of the Athletics' great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can join for just $1 per month. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.